0: Welcome to the very first episode of No Cap, a brand new podcast from 11 Warriors featuring Tyvis Powell and uh, me, Jason Priestess. Tyvus, how are you doing today, my man? Oh, man,
1: I'm feeling good. You know, I woke up and seen another day. So, you know, that's always a good thing.
0: <laughs> that is, man. You're going to especially at my age, man, you get to another day. It's it truly is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: especially with this hard year we're having, you know, it's, it's trying to make the best out of everything, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, speaking of being an old guy, what exactly is no cap? What's that mean? Because uh, it's something I had to have explained to me. You know, I know you're a big fan of it. You know the what? Day. You know,
1: all, it's, it's what all the kids are saying now. <laughs> basically, no cap means, like, you tell them the truth. Like, so, like, if you somebody say that's cap, like, that's basically mean you lying. So this is basically we just saying there will be no lies told on this show.
0: Well put. Yeah, no lies. We're going to bring you the truth. Uh Ohio state fans remember Tybus all too well. Uh, my man committed to the Buckeyes 2 days after Jim Trestle was let go, which is that hurt, so it hurt it
1: hurt my heart too. I I I had a place a special place in my heart for Joe, man, cuz he he gave me when he called me and told me he was giving me that offer, man. I I literally like
0: it was in awe. And and you you were going to Ohio state the entire time. There's was, there's was like a They've Alabama and Clemson, all these other schools swooped in. There was no chance you were ever not going to Ohio State, right? Yeah, no,
1: I didn't. At that, once uh, Jim Trussell resigned, I mean, at that point, it was – I mean, I wasn't going there for him in particular. I was going there because I loved the school. It was my dream school. As a kid, I always wanted to go. So, I didn't really care who the head coach was.
0: Yeah, and you certainly uh, <laughs> certainly certainly got a good one after uh, after you got that. I'd uh, say they they did a good job, you know. <laughs>
1: you know, some it's this, this going guy. You know, a lot of a couple people probably heard of. Him. They went by the name of Urban Meyer or something like that.
0: He's won a few games. He's yeah, won a few games. A couple games there. Tybus, you, of course, had the uh, an interception on a two-point play in Ann Arbor in 2013. You basically earned your entire uh, squad, all your buddies, all your teammates. And <laughs> gold
1: yeah, you know what? It was a, it was one of them games that was going back and forth, you know, and I, I knew Coach Meyer needed me, you know. Uh, it's, it's the team looked like they needed saving, so, you know, I thought I'd just go in and <laughs> save the day, Throw my cape on, you know, go in there and save it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actually uh, – Shout out to Coach Cones for uh, telling me the play that was coming, and that was just me just taking great coaching and remembering what we did in practice. So that it, I just happened to be in the
0: right spot at the right time. Right, and you uh, also defensive MVP of the national championship game against Oregon. Uh, yeah, that's, the I I'll be forgetting about it. that.
1: That that's one of them accomplishments that don't you know. I me us winning the title was was enough. Uh, credit. Uh, that MVP thing, it could have went to anybody on the defense. I think Darren had a good game. Uh, he did. Or, or everybody on the defense was doing really well, and we all had to work together to win that. Plus, we had some great defensive captains or, and leaders that year. So I that, that trophy should have went to them because they, they was the ones
0: that got us all motivated and got us playing the way we supposed to play. Let me get this straight. You've had so many cool things happen in your life that you forgot you won the MVP of the national championship. Season. Yeah, it's not, it's not
1: one of them things that. You
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things that you kind of forget, you
1: know, you, when you think about the national championship, we won it. Like we won the national championship. I don't really be like, oh man, I did win MVP. Cause I didn't really, I didn't feel like I did anything special, you know, like.
0: Obviously you had an interception at the end of the Alabama game too, the Sugar Bowl. Uh, yeah, that's how
1: that's how a lot of people remember <laughs>
0: a lot of people remember me for that
1: one it, it was a bunch of it's, it's a lot of controversy behind that you know a lot of people wanted me to get down you know but like I say why why be good when you could be great <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you I'm having a hard time remember I know the Alabama game you tried to run it out and your teammates have clowned you ever since have the Michigan game in 2013, did you try to run that two-pointer out or did you go down?
1: No, nah, the dude wrapped me up as soon as I had it. He he already knew what I was on. He must See, that right there lets me know that people be knowing what I be thinking because that one I really would have ran it back and I would have punted the ball out the stands so far. Cause it, I mean, and we was at their place too. Oh, yeah, it would have went down. <laughs> I would have jumped in the stands on them
0: you you run that two pointer back in Michigan in 2013 get to the other end zone punt the ball into the stands and just and then
1: go jog inside the, inside the uh the locker room don't even shake hands nothing
0: you're automatically uh, if you do that, you're you're a cult legend in Columbus. Uh, what, but what is it? What does what does Coach Meyer think if you punt the ball in the stands? Is he happy? That? You know what? It's probably
1: he's it's probably one of them things that uh, on TV and to the media. He's going, oh, I don't know why Typhus did
0: that, but behind closed door to be good stuff, Typhus. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> And and that was 2013. You weren't you weren't quite out of all. You had a couple of years left, so you couldn't be getting yourself in the doghouse. You know, like you know what? That, if if that's gonna get me in the
1: dog, you know, people like people that play with edge. You know, I think that that swagger and that edge and that savageness. Man, I think I yeah. nobody would have said a thing. Everybody in Columbus probably would have been cheering. You know, I probably would have had a statue next to Woody Hayes right now if I would have <laughs> did that.
0: Well, they love Marcus Hall, man. Love, <laughs> those, those, I saying, double, Marcus Hall got double, his old T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, he see the double birds up there. So <laughs> they, they love him for that, so there's no doubt in my mind if you'd have punted it, they'd feel the same way. But, uh, yeah, fans know all about you. Uh, excited to do this podcast with you. You've got a ton of stories, and we're going to get into get into some deep football talk throughout the seasons. Uh, we're here every Friday on 11warriors.com. Be sure to check us out on the site. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NoCapAllPod and love, uh, love i don't that. know that's a good handle it yeah, really but, uh, is though <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie i feel like we got a good one there and uh who knows man maybe we uh we have a surprise in, or two in store and, and take the show on the road at some point because i think it's gonna be a really good one another crazy week in the world of college football right now uh it's september 4th on friday here but last night was supposed to be the first game of Ohio State's season, the revised season the mm. Big 10 put out in August. Mm. Uh Illinois at Illinois Thursday night game. I know folks on Twitter yesterday were fired up because they're logging in and Twitter's got these scoreboards they're showing people <laughs> Ohio, Ohio State and Illinois and you're like you're rubbing it, it. Really, in.
1: It, it. It's really it's uh, really uh you hate to see it moment, man. It really we really, I feel robbed. You know, like we, we, we really need Ohio. Like the world needs Buckeye football. It makes the world a better place. You know, it just it does. You know, every day. You know, people go to work every day, and when they get off, like the no one thing that they can count on is the Buckeyes coming through. Because you know, very seldomly do they not win so you know it, did I have a game yesterday it's just like man then then it's about to, all these other games about the start up, and it's just not gonna be the same you know it's <laughs> just don't have that yeah.
0: excitement no more god geez. it's been a, it's been a brutal year you got the Big 12 ACC Conference USA Sunbelt and some others are going to get going in the next two weeks and then you got the SEC kicking off before the end of September uh, meanwhile the Big Ten and uh, Pac-12 are just kind of chilling <laughs> Uh, we don't know what's coming yet for either of those, and I don't know if you have thoughts on that. But it's it's maddening to all the Big Ten and Ohio State fans out there. Obviously, it, uh,
1: like I said, it's a it's a robbery. And uh, I mean, like I said, I know I know that their hearts is in the right place because they they feel like they you know, want to protect the the players from the virus, and they think they're doing the right thing by not letting them compete. But like I say, if the NFL is cranking up and they getting it done, like. That college football is just basically the same thing as professional. If, if the pros can find a way to get it done, then I feel like a place like Ohio State can definitely get it done. And I feel like they've proven it. You know, they've had—I don't—I think the last time they tested, they didn't have any positive tests, so they obviously got something right. It's, just, it's, sad. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. Somebody, please go out with the cure.
0: <laughs> please, God. <laughs> we, need that va- we need that vaccine, We need, it. We need, it. We need it like yesterday. <laughs> Do you think there's something at all, though, for me at least, it's always been a, you know, I think if college players were getting paid, we'd probably see football by now. But they are stuck on this amateurism hill, you know. Well, where, I, oh, we have student athletes. We're not paying them. You yeah, know, that,
1: isn't isn't that coming to any end now? <laughs> they might they might start getting paid. So yeah. it is. It is. You, you know what? The, the, like this. the money always makes a difference, doesn't it? The, the money. <laughs> if it was the money out there. They definitely would fix this.
0: Yes, it does. And then, you know, these schools and, and and conferences are set to lose a lot of money, but. You know, if you're paying players then you, you can say, hey, these are the risks where you're getting compensated or whatever's happening. And and, and I think that changes the equation. You know, obviously, in the NFL, you got a players union you can negotiate with and say, hey, this is out there. These are the risks, but we still want to give it a shot. How can we do this? And college football doesn't even have a commissioner. I mean, there's no central <laughs> authority. There's no players union. There's no compensation beyond like the stipend room and board and some of the stuff that's always been there so it's man it's really tough the sad thing um, is
1: i i thought i read that like alabama had like five or like 200 cases or something like that like confirmed cases on, they, like on the yard or something like that so yeah they, it, them are not by them not having a season and then let, allowing them to go to school like that's like <laughs> i don't like that's, i don't see it's not smart to be like you you could put them in school with a bunch of people with a bunch of kids But you can't let them play on the field with like a couple of players like that.
0: I don't. Yeah, (sighs) it's beyond me. (laughs) (laughs) It's beyond me. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. I mean, they they brought all these students back to school to get those tuition checks and room and board checks, and you know, I know Ohio State's really hard doing a lot of cool, smart things here, and you know, the numbers have been pretty decent at Ohio State. You mentioned Alabama; they've had a ton of cases down there. Um, and some other schools have had outbreaks. Some schools have even flipped from, Hey, we're going to class and we're going on campus to, Hey, guess what? We're now online only (laughs) just a, just a trash trash year man everything <laughs> you know what it's lighted like i said it's gonna be some
1: light at the end of the day. something good has to come out of this we gotta we all gotta stay positive and, and look at something something's gonna be either created that's gonna change the world or some, or somebody gonna find a skill that they never had something gonna happen i don't know what it is but I, I
0: just got faith that they would we wouldn't go through this for no reason i like the way you think man i think the same way too i think there's gonna you know this is tough right now but i think eventually we'll We'll have some opportunities and some good will come out of this. We'll learn some things. I mean, we'll probably have some scientific breakthroughs that probably are COVID-related and maybe some that aren't, you know, and just happen to be, hey, we're looking at COVID, and, hey, guess what, we, we found this, too, or or something along those lines. So I think we're going to get there. One cool thing that's kind of happened, you got you see this, the Nebraska players have sued the Big Ten. I've seen that.
1: I've I, 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 I seen the headline, and it's like three people that, like, put a lawsuit against it, but I don't know where it's at. But I definitely did see that they they, they listen. They, they let the boys play, man. <laughs> you can end all this. You could just start. I I understand the Ohio State game yesterday game wasn't gonna happen, but it could it could be postponed. We we can get it next week.
0: I'm sure the, I'm sure Illinois is uh, working out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> practice yeah. and whatnot. This lawsuit's already. I, I I from what I understood, the lawsuit never had like lawsuit winning merit. Like some of the Some of the claims are probably not going to hold up, but an interesting thing happens with lawsuits is you have what's called discovery where you get to ask both parties to turn over all their emails, all their documents. So you can kind of get to the facts of the case. And one thing that's already emerged from this is the, we found out the big 10 on August 11th voted 11 to three to postpone the season. Uh, Of course, Iowa, Nebraska, and Ohio state. (laughs) the three programs who wanted to play of course Uh, they were (laughs) of course
1: they were you know i'm not i'm not even going to mention who ain't in there because i mean you
0: know yeah
1: we know because you know
0: there's some surprises
1: all these teams that you know supposed to be these hard-edged teams and supposed to be really good and fighting to win the big ten and they 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 knew what it was.
0: <laughs> they knew what type. They knew what time it was this year. Certain certain team that runs around bragging about being the winningest program in college football. That yeah. one of those guys, yeah, maybe. Yeah, something
1: like that. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but yeah. Yeah. But
0: so now we have rumors about a revote, a potential revote among school presidents. So OSU's incoming president, new I guess she started already. a New president Christina Johnson said earlier in the week. That fall football is a possibility, so she got some hopes up. Uh, she did point out that fall technically runs until I think like December 20th. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. I mean, this seems kind of <laughs> late, doesn't it? Like, if it's yeah. December fifteenth, I'm not thinking fall. Right? Yeah,
1: and, uh, we it's definitely about this in December. All we are thinking about is the most wonderful time of the year songs playing over and over, and you
0: know. <laughs> it, it, you just had a you had a daughter uh, last month. Right? I did.
1: I'm about to yeah. one of these days, I'm about to put the suit on, man. <laughs> Listen, I got I don't, I don't quite got to wait for it right now, you know. But that you know, speaking of a little side note, that, di- that dead uh dad body thing, that's real. Like I didn't know how real it was until I had a kid. Like, I put some <laughs> weight on a couple pounds, and it's just really a struggle to try to get rid of this weight. it is it,
0: that's something, something. I know you Uh, you, you don't drink alcohol. You take really good care of your body. So I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. I because it's That
1: metabolism, like, really, I think I gave it to my daughter, and I was like, I can't get it back.
0: <laughs> uh, welcome to the struggle, man. You're joining millions of us here on the uh, dad's side.
1: Then with your, your fiancé pregnant, you eating when she eating. She eating more than she should be eating. It just, it's, it's man.
0: Yeah, I was getting ready to say pregnancy uh, pregnancies when a lot of uh, when a lot of guys start to put on some weight because that's when, uh, you know, the expected mother is uh, pretty hungry. I know my wife, uh, man, she was grubbing down all the time, eating food she wouldn't normally eat. Like, she's like, give me some fried food. I'm like, all yeah, My, let's eat. my you know? <laughs> girlfriend found
1: it. I mean, my fiance found a new love for blueberries. Before, she didn't like blueberries. Now, she all she eat is blueberries. I'm trying to get her to eat pickles, but she still won't try that. Won't we'll mess with pickles? I don't know what that's about. I think they are delicious. Back when I was a kid, I used to go to the corner store and get a, one of them ones out the pack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you still eat a lot of them? I, I, every now and then, I need to go to the corner store and get me one out of the pack. Ain't nothing like them bad boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Blueberry seems like a pretty healthy thing to get hungry for when you're pregnant. It is. I mean, no, it's, I applaud it. Worse.
1: I applaud it. And now she got a new thing for Reese's, too.
0: Wow, yeah, those are just amazing. She all said
1: it, and she went healthy, and then she went not healthy. So. But you know what, dude, I like Reese's, too, so I can't,
0: you know. Oh, I love them, too. You guys, uh, listeners might not realize this, but on the Buckeye Cruise for cancer last year, Tyvus actually body shamed me. <laughs> now,
1: listen, I don't, know what's with, I don't know what's going on with you and Josh. I don't body shame, y'all. I don't. I just noticed that y'all put on a couple of pounds. That's all. That's not body shaming. That's being observant.
0: Hey, it's 2020, buddy. That's bo- that's body shaming now. Yes, so <laughs> I'm, I'm taking you to court. I mean, right now, uh, the
1: way things is right now, everybody probably putting on some weight.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to lose some tons when uh, once all this clears up because it's not been good for me at all. Um, just just doing some stress eating for about four months here. It's been rough. If you need a trainer, I'm, I'm there for you. Yeah, I don't know. Do You got something like a quarter speed of what you normally do? Because I could probably do that. No, nah, I, see,
1: I would. I trained with Coach Mick, so we was it was on go every time. It yeah, wasn't, I, it wasn't I, no hold up and no chill, but it was it was on go.
0: Um, yeah, Mick Mirati, wouldn't even. He wouldn't even accept me. He'd look at me and say nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Now he get you right. It'd take a while. I'm sure, he get you yeah, right
0: though. <laughs> you you'll be like, miserable, but at the end of it. You'd be like, man, it was worth it. <laughs> Is that something that popped out? I mean, were you in pretty good shape before you went? To, I mean, obviously you're 18 or whatever. You're, you know, everyone's in pretty good shape at that point in time, or most people yeah, are. I was
1: 17, I was in good shape, though. You know, I had a, my high school coach was kind of kind of crazy, too, so I used to do a lot of crazy things you with know? him, and when I first got there, you know, that was the, uh, that's when they went to six and seven season, so, you know. Coach, it was Coach Myers' first day on the yard and he was doing like a cleansing period where he was he had us come up there at 4 a.m. and we was outside in the snow, bear crawling and stuff. And <laughs> so for me, Goodness. for me as a 17-year-old kid, like I'm not looking at it like this is punishment. Like, cause tell, you know, the people that's been there, it's like this, we ain't never did this. This is ridiculous. But for a right. kid that don't know like me, I'm like, man, this is what a college workout like, man, this is different. <laughs> so when I get done with it, <laughs> so when I get done, I say, I made ah right, me being young. I say, man, it really wasn't that bad. They looked, oh, they looked no. at me and was like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're telling you to shut up. Yeah, shut it up.
1: really wasn't. It was bad, but man, it wasn't that bad. Like I, I have been through worse. And they like, yeah. Man, you, you just be quiet, bro. You tripping?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can bet. I can hear that right now. And yeah, new cut, co- new coach showing up. He's got to put his stamp on the program. And I can see, and I've heard many stories of, of, of what Urban did right when he got there, and how things quickly changed. And you know, he wants to set the mood. He wants to set the tone. No, he, he
1: definitely and, got his message across. I tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Speaking of bodies, uh, a little bit of a scare yesterday went around Twitter. uh Penn State team doctor had some quotes, uh, reported on by, I think the center daily times, the newspaper over there in the middle of Pennsylvania, uh, about myocarditis, uh, heart damage, myocarditis. And- I said it. I uh, myocarditis.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I can pronounce the, I know some
0: of these words. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've never heard anyone. That's my own. <laughs> it sounds good. Going I'm wrong. going with it. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's well, well, that's what it's called on this show at least. Yeah. He, uh, he said like 30 to 35% goodness, was yesterday, 30 to 35% of, I want to say, Big Ten athletes they looked at had some heart damage and, and, and signs of heart uh, trauma and, and, and everything else this entails. And, you know, uh, about five hours later, he issues a statement <laughs> through the university saying, uh, it was not my data. I never conducted any studies personally or at Penn State. Uh and no COVID athletes at Penn State have been observed with myocarditis. That, it's like that
1: is called covering your butt. <laughs> that's what that's what that is. Unreal clear man. there. <laughs> he trying to make sure y'all don't get listen. This ain't my data. This ain't got nothing to do with me. This is what they said, and I ain't in it. <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, you yeah, <laughs> don't want to take the fall for
0: it. No, he said he had someone else's. He was speaking at something on Monday night about someone else's data. It wasn't even his data, and it was like, it, you know, it's just so typical of this entire year, uh, where like, what's true anymore, man? And and you know, when when the when the news first hit, I'm looking thirty to thirty five percent. There's no way they're playing if that's true. Yeah, they
1: would – listen. The, the internet was in an uproar yesterday off of that. I looked at it and it was like, what?
0: Yeah, and they,
1: yeah. He cleared that up real quick.
0: <laughs> he did. And then, of course, uh, followed quickly uh, in the afternoon by some good news from the Pac-12. They had an announcement of a cheap, rapid COVID test out there. Yeah, uh, seen,
1: Pac- I Is they doing the saliva test too? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the yeah.
1: That's, apparently that's like the new thing. But I have read that it was like it's like seventy to eighty percent accurate or something like that. And it, oh wow! It's like kind of it's like what seven dollars to take though, but it's. Well, it's pretty effective, and I think, I think I've think seen that the NFL might try to adopt it, save some money, I guess.
0: Yeah, good news to have quick turnaround to get results back mm-hmm. in minutes instead of days Bro. or whatever. Uh, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott uh said he'd love to sink his league's return to uh play with the big tens return to play and a lot of people are saying i think some people are throwing out october 10th for the big 10 return which i don't see happening i think we'll still look at something around november i hope it happens uh, late november uh, i gotta give me something oh, man. i don't know what i mean I'll, I'll take anything at this point but i'd rather have november than january i don't know where you fall on that or what you think about guys like <laughs> Could you do an eight-game season or a six-game season in January and turn around and play next fall, or is that just too much on the body?
1: Uh-huh. Eh, six or so is that. I mean, your season would end, what, roughly February?
0: Yeah, mid-March. Mid-March. You have some are, you doing, it, it, it,
1: are you doing spring ball?
0: I think you got to skip it, right?
1: I would think, right? But, like, I, see, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, this, this is all – it's all messed up, man. I – I know Coach Myers said ain't no way in the world y'all gonna tell some kids to play a season in January to turn around and tell them to play it in fall. I mean yeah. I mean then again this is I mean you're gonna do what you gotta do. I mean depend it just depends. Like what are what are we playing for in January? Like. We ain't playing well, that, for the championship, right? So, like, that's yeah, that's a problem. Okay, I mean, so problem. are we using this time just to develop people, or like that—that's just a development? Because I mean, I'm, uh,
0: that I guess do you want to get guys on tape for the NFL draft, so that so scouts have some more tape to look at. I mean, I don't th- know. Th- yeah, it
1: depends on what the what you use in this game. If we ain't playing for a ring, like, what's the point? <laughs> right, <laughs> what's the point? Right. So I yeah, I that, don't know. Like I really don't. If would I have done it? I mean, I would have done what they told me to do. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. you got to do what they tell you to do. Just,
0: yeah, so. I think it's, it's that's the difference between like some top line guys like Justin Fields, who's probably not there to play to put more, more of his work on tape. He's probably just there to play to win a national championship at this point in time. Uh, whereas you might have some guys that are maybe. You know, second string wide receiver who said, "Hey, maybe this is an opportunity for me to get on the field, get some minutes. Cause guys might not, might opt out, might not want to play. So, I think it's going to be a decision. It's going to have to be made. It's a different decision for a lot of players, right? Yeah, I think it depends on your situation and your circumstances. Like a,
1: like a Justin Field or a Sean Wade. I mean, it's kind of like do they, they don't really, do they, they really need this? this? No, not necessarily. I mean, Sean Wade could have definitely." went to the draft and got drafted very high last year if he chose to, but, you know, he wanted to come back and he wanted to solidify his legacy and probably win the Thorpe Award, which he probably got a great chance at. And I, feel, I know a guy like him and Justin is probably feeling kind of robbed right now,
0: so... You got to be. And I know Sean's dad, Randy Wade. Oh, he,
1: oh, he, that boy, he up there like Martin Luther King right now. <laughs> he, he, he on the front lines trying to get this season going. <laughs> I, I all respect to you, my brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, front line. He, he's already on record saying that, Sean, if there is a spring ball, Sean won't play. You know, if it's, if it's next year, 2021, he's probably not going to play. So, you know, I think there probably is some urgency for the Big 10 and the Pac-12 to get something going in 2020 before the calendar year turns. Yeah. Are you ready? Could you watch a Spring Rose Bowl? I mean, say they started after say they started after Thanksgiving weekend hey, played four weeks. In I see that
1: that's that, that what I'm talking about. Right? Like <laughs> I mean, we I'm a, of course I'm going to watch it. Like of course. But it's kind of like why though? Like why not just I think the I think the Big Ten need to just recognize we messed up, <laughs> we, we messed up, we we made a mistake. We should not just we should just let them play. Like if other if other you can't tell me that if other schools is doing it why can't they? Like and, and you got nobody in football or in the Big Ten to my knowledge is like turning in positive tests for COVID. So you have really no reason. Like there's no reason. So you need to just be a man or be an organization and admit that you was wrong. <laughs> just admit you was wrong, we messed up. We shouldn't have did this. Y'all go ahead and play. I'm pretty sure nobody yeah. won't be no hard feelings. You know, don't, everybody's still practicing. I'm pretty sure everybody's still ready to go. Let's just, just make it happen. Hey, yeah. <laughs> stop playing with y'all sales. <laughs> stop playing with y'all sales. Y'all know y'all tripping on this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people saying, you know, some coaches have spoken out Ryan day and others have saying you need like five or so weeks to ramp up, uh, of camp action and stuff like that. How, how, like hypothetically, if, if a decision was made right away to, to reserve, to, to return soon, how much time would you need as a player after kind of being in limbo? What would you feel comfortable? Like, and how much camp would you need? Two? Two? Would you think that's consensus or is that just you?
1: Camp usually two weeks anyway, two weeks. Right, but
0: you I mean you're starting?
1: Well, right now uh, I'm pretty sure. That, aren't they practicing? They having practices, right? Yeah, they got some shells. Oh some shells yeah, yeah, two weeks right for now. sure. <laughs>
0: so you th- you, th- you think you only need two weeks?
1: The first in the first week is just the condition. I'm just getting back in shape. After that, we just we just ironing out some stuff. Two weeks. Plus, I play defense, so you know defense ain't really. It's more that's more of an offensive thing. You know that they need more time to you know make everything click and make sure they're on time and stuff.
0: But defense, psh, two weeks, <laughs> two weeks right at right, right the gate. Yeah, I get it. i that's uh, it's interesting to hear coming from you. What about this? If you were a junior at Ohio State right now, you're still on the roster. What's going through your mind? They selling
1: us? <laughs> depending on where I'm at, <laughs> it depends. What what type of season did I have last season? That's that's the question.
0: That's, that's so, let's say you're a returning starter. You're looking to improve your draft stock. Okay.
1: So last year, let's say I'm I'm what my draft stock? What I'm a fourth round pick, like <laughs> fourth, fifth, fourth,
0: fourth, fourth, sure, Whatever
1: works, I'm upset, then. I'm kind of upset because, like, this is really – I mean, I'm upset anyways, (laughs) Either way it goes. But it's like, y'all, really, like, jeopardizing my future right now, you know. But, like I say, the good thing is that you play at Ohio State and you play worthy competition. And you got the best coaching staff probably in college football, so you're getting coached properly. Um, I think – with if I'm my draft stock is not that high, I think you would have to use whatever time they give you once they do resume, and you gotta really go out there and kill it. You gotta go out there and really kill. It. You gotta take this time to make sure your body is right, and your mind should already be there because you already upset that they postponed it. So when it's time to hit that field, your mind and body you gotta be match up and just let it fly.
0: Yeah, Good to know. Good to know. Let's hope something happens soon. I feel like we're getting very close. And, you know, after after the gut punch, uh, when the league did postpone the season, when the Big Ten postponed things, it seems like it's been, you know, a bunch of small, good developments since then. I mean, numbers across the country are going down. So, man, my hope is uh, we get some good news soon.
1: That, wouldn't that be – it would be nice to get some type of good news to you. <laughs> <laughs> give,
0: give, give us something. I mean, give us yeah.
1: something. With all the, with the deaths and the virus, just, this is just <laughs> – I, I think this might go down. It's one of the worst years.
0: It's got to It's got to I, I got a son. He's uh, He's eight. And I tell them all the time that, uh, well, you know, look at the good news. This is probably going to be the worst year of your life. <laughs> you're, you're getting it out of the way, you know. Like,
1: no, they say that this might go on to next year. Uh,
0: I hope not. We'll see. We'll, well, that was fun. Up next, Cardale Jones, twelve gauge oh. joins the show. Oh man, here we go. Uh, it's <laughs> gonna be fun. This shit was all mine. Welcome to the show, Cardell. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of No Cap. I have to ask my ho- co-host here, Tybus, just had a daughter. Are, mm. are you now a grandfather or an older brother? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Godfather.
1: <laughs> the answer, hey, answer, Godfather. Hey. Uh. There we go. <laughs> tell him. Tell him.
2: Godfather, leave, leave all that stuff in the past.
1: <laughs> I like how you think.
0: All right, Ohio State fans have died to know that. And uh, glad to hear the paternity issues have been resolved between the two of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cardell, what, what have you been up to this year in this uh, tire fire of a year? What's keeping you busy?
2: Um, honestly, just family and uh, just working now, staying ready for whatever next opportunity uh, presents itself with athletics or, you know, when I just finally decided to pretty much hang up the cliques and pursue other things outside of football.
1: Sense. So, so did you get your weight from two seven from like three hundred pounds to like two forty now? <laughs> oh
2: man, you lucky. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be kids listening to <laughs> man, I'm, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm like this, you know? You you ask respectable questions, I'm gonna give you some respectable answers. How about that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, like, bro, I, you know, I don't fear you, you know? I don't fear you at all. Like, anything you got, I, I can match your intensity. Anyways, so, Cardell, you played in the XFL in Washington. What was that like? Like, what was it like being in the XFL? What's the difference for, like, people that don't know? Like, how different was it from being in the XFL and being in the NFL? I mean, at the end of
2: the day, football was football. Still was playing professional football. Uh, I mean, clearly, it was a little bit of a talent, um, drop because there was a lot of guys who didn't have a lot of NFL experience or professional experience. You know, I was on a team and the right. league was filled with a lot of guys that was undrafted or late round draft picks that year and just didn't have an opportunity to uh, showcase, showcase their abilities on the NFL team and happen to uh, start their pro careers in the XFL. But like I said, at the end of the day, it was still professional football, still football. The, the biggest difference mm-hmm. was to me personally, was the access that the league was trying to give all the fans to the players, you know, as far as, you know, guys being mic'd up to live interviews on the sideline to things we did throughout the week. It was a little uh, – that wasn't my favorite part of the whole thing. But, like I said, at any end, of the day, it was still football.
1: So, it was like it was more WWF or WWE. And shine.
2: Um, I wouldn't say that. It was just uh, – <laughs> Some of the moments, I mean, Tyvus, you know, some of the moments that you share on the sideline, especially when it comes to game planning and adjustments and and, and, uh, getting on guys, et cetera, those are intimate moments and critical. And I don't want anyone outside of my team, especially the um, the, uh, media, to have access to that, you know, because that can come back and bite you in the butt, which it actually did for me personally. It came back and bit me in the butt from a comment I made on the sideline about a player. And it came across whatever the media, whatever they got a hold to it because the cameras are, you know, on your every move. But it wasn't for them to hear.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a different time and era, you know. If they had cameras back on the sideline when Michael Jordan was playing, because some of the stuff he was saying to his players, people would have looked at him a lot differently. But you know, some things that you say, you know, it gets the best out of your players. And I mean, you, did, I've seen, I've seen a couple of times where you actually did do an interview and. uh it was some great leadership in there. And I know that, you know, for some people, a lot of people that don't know you, they just think you're just a silly, goofy dude. They don't realize how good of a leader you actually are. So it was good to actually see that. And I seen you get to get that out to the world. You know, I actually, I was like, okay, I'll look at you. <laughs> boy, hey, you had me fired up a couple of times. I said, look at my boy. <laughs> ah,
2: get out of here, man. No, but you know how it is. Where, <laughs> you know how it is with athletics, man. It's just, as soon as you step on that field, it's just, it's just a switch, something changed. And I still been playing for you know majority of my life I don't I don't I can't even explain it of what happens to me personally when I step on the field versus one second literally outside of the arena or outside of the locker room completely different person.
0: The XFL Cardell was cool to see some of that leadership from you on the sideline that you know fans did get to see because I don't know that a lot, especially a lot of Ohio State fans uh, maybe know you for that, you know? I think things happen on the field and in practice where you were a leader, but they don't always get a chance to see that.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's a double-edged sword when it came to the XFL as far as allowing some of the things that, you know, they allowed on the sideline as far as the media access, um, because it did show, it did, I didn't have an opportunity to show fans and show the world a different side of me that, you know, many people don't know, but, it's completely different from me being on the field and me being off the field. So a lot of your like your personality uh, through social media, through um, encounters with fans, they they don't see the seriousness, the uh, the grittiness, and things like that that the XFL allowed and had an opportunity for not just me but all players to kind of uh, to show.
1: You know, Cardale, I, I, I'm biased. I got to see your leadership, you know?
2: Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're not the, like I said, you're not the, you, well, you wasn't the average person. I mean, yeah, you was around me every day being roommates on top of being a teammate. So a lot of things right. that that not just you as my teammate, but a lot of my teammates can express, you know, about me to other people. Other people like, no way that's Cardale Jones. No way he's like that. I only know him for goofy this, goofy that, you know? I used to tell stories and they used to say Cardell I like
1: that. Yeah, he is actually, you know, you
2: he, don't get, you will not get to see it, but yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a time and place for everything.
1: <laughs> All right, Cardell So in 2015, you know, that was the season, that was our last season that we played at Ohio state together. And, you know, that was the season that, you know, sometimes the offense was doing well and the defense struggled and then the defense did well and the offense struggled, you know, how did it, how did you handle being the starting quarterback, you know, with a, with one week the offense doing really well and then the next week it wasn't. So how did you weather the storm? You know, tell us about that.
2: Uh, I mean, it was tough. First and foremost, I never considered myself as the starting quarterback at Ohio State. None of my time there. Just because how things happen when, um, especially that 2015 season, you clearly had, you know, Heisman hopeful, you know, a guy who potentially could have won the Heisman as a freshman if he didn't get hurt coming back. You know, so it was tough because the coaches, in my opinion, feel like they owe JT an obligation to make sure his spot was still solidified on top of trying to pay respect to me from the great run we just had overall as a team, you know, the end of the previous last year. So yeah, so that was tough with them being said. So I feel like our coaches try to put us in a situation of trying to keep everybody happy you look at the team, especially on the opposite side of the ball, how much talent we have. And it got to a point where it didn't hit us until maybe the first second couple of days in camp when we were like, Oh my God, look at all these guys we got and it's only one football, you know? So how do you keep everyone happy? I, I think this is me speaking to what I think that was going through the coaches mindset because of the way they start coaching the way they start calling plays. So you had, two quarterbacks, me and JT, on top of Braxton, you know, still gonna get his quarterback reps, on top of, you know, you had Ezekiel Elliott, you had Curtis Samuel in the backfield, you had Dontre Wilson sometimes in the backfield. And then you had Mike mm-hmm. Thomas, Jalen Marshall, and, and um and stuff like that. Who you can get the ball to as well. That sounds like a cheat
1: code, don't know. No, no. Exactly, exactly. God,
2: boy, see? Yeah, so exactly. And then, like, you know, it was tough for us. I mean, the defense to me still did phenomenal that year, but it was tough for an offensive guy to get in rhythm because the coaches start calling plays, where it's like, oh, we got to get a guy a touch, we got to get this guy the ball instead of calling plays and just letting us do us. Like, we had, we as players had that understanding, we never, we're selfish about, oh, well, he got this many touches. He got this many touches. Why he playing? Why this? Because we knew how good we were, and we all wanted the same thing. That was to win another championship. You know, and if it was some games we got to run the ball 40 times, to get a ball to lead 40 times, and throw it six times, we going to have to swallow that pill and do that, and vice versa. But I think definitely with the loss of Tom Herman that season, it was hard for, I think it was Coach Warner calling the plays, to, to realize, you know, and to get us in a rhythm of no matter who was in the game, instead of like, okay, well, JT, the quarterback, this drop, we got to change up the whole offense because we like to do more zone read. We like to do more things like this. Okay, now, now Cardell is in this drop. Well, we're going to take shots downfield. We're going to do, uh, and it would just, it never put us in a rhythm.
0: There's almost like an art to calling plays.
2: I mean, for sure, it is. It is. But when you when you try to jump into two different and sometimes three different, uh, styles or or, or uh, tempos of uh, playing all within different players because you still got to realize we had a package for Braxton, that quarterback, too, and some of the plays that we were doing with him. Right. So right. you pretty much had so many different things behind center. It was hard. It was always hard to get a rhythm. And, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to take any words out of JT, my or speak for him, but I can guarantee if you guys ask him, he never felt like he was a quarterback at that point. Even when they finally named him the starter, you know, and said that we got to go away from this whatever two quarterback system that we were trying to do that none of us never wanted in the first place, never freaking wanted. We wanted the coaches to name a starter and another one was going to be the backup, and we're
0: going to get ready for this season. Did you did you make that known? Did you go to the coaches and say, hey? That you- was
2: super clear. That was clear. I mean, I just told them I want to, whatever my role on the team, tell me that's my role on the team. Don't tell me I'm the quarterback and put me on a short leash. That's not the quarterback. Right. You know, and that's what it was. That's what I'm saying when I play. It was like that. Oh, you know, offense just went three and out, two drives. JT I've come off the sideline, JT warming up. I'm just like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, it's tough to uh tough to get anything done with that under under a microscope like that for sure.
1: To be fair though, hold <laughs> on to be fair, you know, I I'm going I call a spade like it is. I would call the spade a spade. You did get they gave it to you for it until what the Maryland what was the game? We no, had I, they like, never they
2: did No, the one game, they, you the had, one game, you was... one game they gave me the shot. One game they gave me the quarterback job, and they let. And this is not a knock on our coaches. And they let Tim Beck call the plays. It was the Maryland. It was the Maryland game, and I played the best game of my career. What was the game that you threw the two picks? That was uh, I want to say it was it was one of the first three out of the conference games. It was like uh, North, NIU maybe. I don't recall. And I threw, I, I threw two interceptions.
0: So you think you would have, you would have had a bigger, bigger start to the year if Tim Beck called all your games?
2: Not just that, I think if they would have did a better job of, of solidifying a quarterback and saying, no matter what, this is what we want to go with. This is our guy. We're going to win, lose or draw with this guy. I think not just me, but you go back and look at JT performances. You like what the heck? This ain't the same guy from last year, right? You know, and 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 it was a lot of people they were trying to please. I mean, exactly, they, they, and we we <laughs> as offensive players, we was like, you know what? It's it's going to come a time when we got to run the ball. Like I said, you know, forty times a game, get a z to win this game and get out this get out this mess. But our coaches, it was you know, and I don't want to get in too much detail because I'm actually writing a book, and on not just too much of the 2015 season, but more so the 2014 season. But you can't call a. I don't think you can call plays. I mean, I've never been a play caller. But I don't think you can call plays based on, oh, we gotta get this guy the ball on 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 stuff like this and we gotta worry about getting him his touches. We gotta worry about getting him his touches. No, I think you should let the game come to you and you make adjustments accordingly. Right
1: you should it's supposed to go off of the situations
2: like exactly
1: like the down the distance and stuff like i mean i'm not a grant i'm not an offensive play caller either but i mean that's what i would think like yeah certain plays Mm -hmm. go for certain what you're trying to get Uh, ultimately achieved exactly like i said i don't I don't think, yeah, I don't think you should do it to, I got to get this certain guy to but, ball. Like, I think it should just naturally, if he's open, he will get the ball. Yeah, but think like, about, about it, though. All
2: the be over again. Yeah, but think about it. I don't know if you really pay attention to the offense sometimes when he's on the field. Think about, like, okay, like I said, we had Curtis, Samuel, Zeke, all the type of stuff. And Curtis, you know, came in, I think, as a running back, and we trying to convert him shortly, sh- surely but surely to H-back and to some wide receiver mm-hmm. type stuff. But he was such a dynamic player on top of all the other guys we got it was like, okay, that's how we get Curtis ball. Okay, let's put him at quarterback, do a wildcat this with Braxton, think it this way. And we used to spend so much time doing stuff like that, running one time in a game, get three yards and just scrap it. <laughs> so all that time we were spending, you know, in practice that week, you know, maybe a period or two of, of trying to get Curtis comfortable with the snap, trying to get him comfortable with the ball handle, And not just him, but different situations, trying to get guys the ball, pretty much drawing it up in the dirt. We wasted so much time on that.
0: That's amazing. You know,
2: instead that's of – Yeah, instead of really, hey, this is what we do and this is what we got and this is how we're going to win games. You know, one thing that stuck out to me the year before – you know, especially thinking about a quarterback battle when Braxton went down and the battle became between me and JT in 2014 in camp, and JT won the battle. And to my understanding from the coaches' aspect, it was a close battle. They still wanted to play too. They just – it was almost like a feel like, okay, JT won it by a little bit, but he's not our official starter because if he starts struggling, Cardell, we're going to put you in and see what you got to do – We'll see what you can do. That was my understanding at the beginning of the 2014 season. And we went to Maryland. We played Navy at the Ravens Stadium. And, um, Ty, I don't know if you remember or not, it wasn't a great beginning. I think we won, like, 20 to 7 or something like that, some type of low scoring yeah, it
1: was. I think we only won by, like, a touchdown. I yeah, think or
2: yeah, like maybe it was, it was 13 to 20 game. or something like that. So, yeah, something like that. long story short, you know, clearly JT didn't have his best game. The offense didn't have the best game. And when the offense is not looking great as it should be, who you blame? The quarterback. So even though everything wasn't his fault, but I'm like, you know what? You know, he's looking shaky, whatever. office not looking great. Clearly about to switch it up sooner or like, later. This is my whole mindset in the game, you know. Right. But still being there and in touch, you know, not trying to say, oh, mess up JT so I can get in, but just staying ready. And then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, okay, so I didn't get a chance to play. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like feeling some type of way, but I'm happy the team won. And then the following week, we go and play Virginia Tech. Get our ass mm-hmm. woke at home, you know, we five plus sacks, you know, X amount of turnovers and things like that. Clearly, everybody pointing the finger at the quarterback, not us in the room. But I'm like, you know, it's time for a change. I'm going to be that change. And let's <laughs> get this minute, thing though. going.
1: But, but wait a minute, though. At, at the same time, it, it wasn't. You couldn't really point the finger at the at, at the I, it I'm was not pointing. No, no, coach. no, no, no. I'm it not was, pointing the finger at. I'm not anyone. saying. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying like for for like the everybody in the world. It, I feel like
2: it was more of a coaching yeah. thing. Like okay. I, I you like said they that right? Us you said that
1: we wasn't. Yeah. Prepared, okay. Okay. That we so didn't keep prepare that, for it.
2: Right now, keep that thought in your head. Keep that thought in your head. Offense not <laughs> – Now listen. No, seriously. Offense not looking good. No one's playing well. But you stick with your quarterback. you stuck with the quarterback? did, did, did we or did we not? We did. Okay, 100%. We showed fast the, this forward, no fast forward, that, that's, okay. that, that's
1: factual. Fast that's forward,
2: okay, now fast forward after the game, you know, a day or two after the game, I pull one of our coaches to the side, and like I said, it's hard to get into too much detail because we were getting ready to, um, to release the, well, we preparing to write the book. And, hmm. you know, long story short. Wait a minute, side, side note before you tell it, am I in the book? Ah, uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but listen, though, listen. As a quarterback, now think about this. Two weeks ago we ended camp and you told me stay ready because you know he you know, both of you guys had a pretty good battle in camp. We believe in you, we trust in you, stay ready because we go come to you when the time is right. I'm now two now fast forward that two weeks to add the Virginia Tech game. I'm just like, man, look at these stats our offense. Look what happened, you know, the play. And you can if you want to, you can contribute some of that to the quarterback. If you want to, you contribute some play call, whatever you may be. But I'm like me personally, okay, here's that change that they said, hit them that curveball with me having an opportunity to play. And I had a conversation with Coach Herman, who was our quarterback coach and coordinator. And he said, no matter what, he was like, you know, you don't want a QB battle or controversy during the season. Right. Because you want your quarterback, your starting guy, to feel like he is. Are you his guy? Win, lose, or draw. No, you the that's guy. Re- that's real. That's real. My point is exactly.
0: Tyus on, on defense on the other side of the ball. Were you were you kind of picking up on some of that tension from 2015?
1: Nah, I I mean no. You know what though? Like you talking about when Cardell was was the starter.
2: When Cardell was playing
1: I, right. <laughs> When Cardale, in uh, 2015, when Cardale was playing, it was it was a lot of tension. I, not, like I say, I ain't gonna lie, it was because it when the offense struggled, that he did get a lot of blame. It wasn't more of a like in 2014. Granted, it did seem like it was some coaching it did seem like it was the quarterback play. And then what happened was JT would go in the game, and when he did go in the game, it seemed like the offense did click a little bit better. And that ultimately, I think, is what led to the decision that they just went ahead and went with JT. Because for some odd reason, the offense, I guess his his mobility made it better. I don't know what it was. But it just seemed like things did click a little bit. I'm about,
2: better I'm about to tell you what it was. <laughs> Don't so worry about I see what it was.
1: Yeah. I can clearly see what it was. Because in 2014 they should have did they they did they, in 2015 if they said that if Cardell was starting and then they let JT come in when he messed up in 2014, they should have showed Cardell that same respect. And then when JT struggled a little bit, they should have at least put Cardell in and see what he could have did. So I can see where this story is
2: going. Yeah, in a, in a way, it's kind of going away. But in a way, it's not. Like I said, I was never bitter about my time. I, I love that one and it for the world. But I'm just speaking on you know, the, the... I'm going to call it... Even though we went to win the Fiesta Bowl, I'm going to call it the downfall of that 2015 season. And, you know, like I said before... You know, Coach Herman, he told me that, hey, you want your guy to feel like he's the guy no matter what through Thick Athian. And I'm like, you know what? I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. I'm se- I- not saying I never accepted my role as the backup, but like I said before, when you're telling me as a coaching staff that stay ready because, you know, this guy's is now our official starter and all this other stuff, we believe in you playing as well. You're not telling me I'm the backup. You're not telling me I'm a starter. You're telling me I have an opportunity to play. Now you telling me I'm the backup, boom, I'm ready. I'm ready whenever my number is called.
1: Cardell, you gotta know that this is, this is a business. You know, what I mean? no. like you gotta. Oh, for clearly, at the end of the day, it's a business. And being in being in this this world that we've been in, you know, coach, a lot of stuff that people say don't really hold. Well, this wasn't, power, this wasn't this uh, wasn't. We, we always no, we come out from a you gotta show it to me. I'm we more about the action. Like you know, words don't really mean a thing to us anymore nowadays. So obviously, they gotta do what They got they gotta tell you that because I mean. They, maybe who knows maybe what they got to keep you mo- motivated and keep you prepared who knows if jt would have went down again like you would have had to been ready and whatnot so they had to keep you motivated and make sure
2: you that wasn't nothing nothing a coach can say can keep me motivated i don't play for it coach i'm playing for my dogs i'm playing for my guys who i'm out there sweating with freaking dying and conditioning with and out there making them plays what my thing is, is it's not the simple fact of telling me this telling me that or or trying to keep me happy that that ain't never a coach can never do that personally for me as a player my thing is it, it show me the same respect that you show show me the same respect and and um and uh, believe in me just like you believed in the guy before me right like why like why would I be, be on a real? different leash than this guy and like i said JT you JT was my closest friends to this day still from that team so it's not a knock on oh why you ain't doing JT like that it's a simple no, fact no, of yeah, no, yeah. No. so now fast I don't even forward JT would even think that exactly I mean, no. exactly yeah. So fast forwarding from the 14 season, having that conversation with my coaches, understanding that you want your guy to feel like a guy to the 2015 season. You labeled me the starter, even though Coleman was gone, you labeled me the starter, but I'm on a completely short leash. I never had that security of feeling like, oh, this is our guy. We go win, lose, or draw with this guy right here. Not, okay, two, three and outs, put JT in. Or like trying to fit, you know, a square peg through a round hole, trying to have me run zone read stuff. Right. And clearly our going mm-hmm. will look better with a guy who's more mobile and used to doing that and are ten times yeah. better and was almost he was gonna win the Heisman that year. I firmly believe he gonna win the Heinzman. So that's where I yeah. feel like that's where me personally feel like I said I never was the starter because and felt like that. Because if I was, you would have called plays that we called a year before when I was playing and things like that, that we took advantage of defense taking shots downfield. I was running zone reads and stuff that JT was unbelievable at. But we got different strengths. Yeah. So when I realized some of the things that we were doing as an offense that didn't fit me personally, even though I was so called the starter, that's when I realized I really wasn't the starter.
1: The way that the offense was built, basically, at that point in time, you're basically saying that un- to unselfishly, it was a good idea to put JT JT in for for the betterment of the offense.
2: And I and I and I think it was probably about week four before we officially made that change. My Zach words our coach said, Hey, I just want to know my role on this team. If you want JT to be the starter, I will be happy for that. But trying to have me do things and then then I get pulled after you got me running lateral and doing some of the things that I'm not great at, and the offense just went three in and out, and it's looking like it's my fault. Get them out, do something else. That's just not fair to me personally as a player. When you're trying to force, yeah, when you're trying to force something out of me that I'm not particularly good at and it's another guy that's better at that.
0: Yeah, I think it's a real testament, too, that, you know, as tough as that year was for several of you, that, you know, you and JT are as good of friends as you are right now because on some teams that may not be the case, you know?
2: Yeah, it was no, not to JT. I was more so frustrated with our coaching staff and the way we handled things after Tom Herman left. Personally, not Coach Beck because Coach Beck, you know, he walked into a situation that he really, it was tough for him, dealing with, two quarterbacks having to get one ready and not knowing everything that came with that position when it came to so much influence from outside of that room. You know, so, but when Coach Beck, you know, when we went back and forth and stuff like that, and when Coach Beck, you know, I don't know what happened, but they finally gave me an opportunity to beat a guy. And that was a Maryland game, and that game looked completely different. That game looked completely different from any other game we played to that point. You know, still the best game of my college career. Statistically wise and, and performance, you know, was Maryland because Coach Back called the plays accordingly to the skill set around him, not trying to fit, uh, you know, like I said, a square peg into a round hole.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Hey, man, this has been great. Let's uh, let's end this with some quick hitters, if you don't mind. Just some uh, couple quick questions here, and uh, you know, Tyvis can weigh in if he wants. But uh, I want to start off by asking, who the funniest player on the 2014 team was? <laughs>
2: Um funniest player. I would have to either say uh I was gonna say Dontre Wilson or Devin Bogart.
0: Huh
1: Bogeys was
2: funny. Right. Devin Devin Smith used to have me die
1: laughing every day in uh special teams me shout out Devin man oh, for sure. Devin don't, he know exactly what I'm talking about. Devin if you check the show out you know what I'm talking about. Who was the uh
0: who was the least athletic looking guy who could actually ball?
2: Cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy right here. Your boy. <laughs> no, um, I would have to say uh, either me or Adolphus Washington.
0: All right, good answers. Uh, Who was the best trash talker on that team? Uh, uh,
2: on, let me think. You have to go with somebody on defense, clearly. Didi, Didi uh, but Didi, you know what? Uh, Tommy Shutt. Oh, Tommy Shutt, definitely, Tommy, definitely. Tommy Shutt was really good. Yeah. Baby. And you when you His see him, body, he looks yeah. like a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Shut, Tommy Shut. Yeah, I may go back up. Tommy Shut, but best trash gotta be somebody on defense. Um probably uh, best the,
1: the best trash talker. The best tra- bon Bale. Oh,
2: bon, <laughs> bon or Darren bon Lee for sure. Bon or Darren Lee. Or Di- no,
1: no, I take that it's Darren Lee. Darren <laughs> Lee. I don't even know what I was sorry, Darren. hands down, Darren Lee. He went crazy on uh Oh, Lane Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Probably Darren Lee.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. that boy. Larry. Who was the uh, funniest coach? Funniest, funniest coach. coach. I had to go with
2: uh, probably Coach Combs, man. No, <laughs> oh, I just say Coach Combs definitely might
1: be one of the funniest. Yeah. <laughs> because he, when he used to get mad some of his phrases, he was actually
2: you, like, you know funny. You know who was funny too? Coach Drayton was pretty funny. Yeah, Coach Ray, Yeah, with the bicycle shorts and stuff. he yeah. boy boy went rollerblading
1: and everything. Boy yeah. was getting down on the uh on the skate ring. Right. Yeah, Coach Raiden probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who uh who was a coach that wasn't as funny as they thought?
2: Coach Warner, Ed Warner, Off of the line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, really, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was sad. You know, he would do or say something that. When guys laugh, it's laughing at you, not with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, like, it's like you laugh because he's so corny. <laughs> all
1: right. You know? I, I, I don't know that one. I I wasn't. The defensive coaches was all pretty funny to me. So <laughs> what, what yeah, about Coach Warner?
0: What about this one? What's the weirdest fan request you've ever received?
2: Weirdest fan request? I think it was pretty weird for me to get invited to someone's wedding. Because that's such a special day, you know, what I'm saying Such a special day that you share with family and friends. And just because, you know, you might be a diehard Buckeye fan or a big fan and supporter, I mean, granted, if I get the invitation again, I might, you know, take someone up on it. But um, I would think like when I have my, when Tyvus have his wedding, there's going to be a lot of close family and friends there. Sure
1: cardio throwing my bachelor's party and put that
2: <laughs> in other words it won't be a wedding yeah <laughs> uh,
0: he's Oh hilarious. man, what about uh you, you talked about you know trying to fit the square peg in the round hole w- what about would you jump at the opportunity to play for like a ryan day given your skill set oh for sure for sure. And, um, so
1: he, did, he did really well with uh, Haskins. So, yeah,
2: because yeah, I, yeah, I think Coach Day, uh, you know, him being a, a former quarterback and having, you know, experience on a lot of different levels. He, i uh, not saying no one else I played for gets it, but he really gets and have a great feel for the game. And he, and you can tell, I mean, like I say, playing on different levels, he evolves with whatever level or whatever game plan or, or whatever skill set a player might have. Yeah. You know, he's really he's really adjustable and adaptable to whatever situation he's in.
0: Yeah, you go back and look at the uh, the loss to Clemson last December. I guess uh, Brett Venables, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, was trying to wait and see what formation they were rolling out in to, to make uh, adjustments on the fly to signal in like, you know, plays after he sees what Ohio State's doing. So Day saw that and basically had his guys get to the line and get the playoff as quickly as possible to try to counter what he was doing. Just so many games on top of games. It's really cool to kind of watch yeah for sure yeah,
1: yeah for sure
0: like, it's a lot
1: that go in that people don't even understand but right. he, Coach, he does a outstanding job of getting his offense rolling and that even offense, just the whole team you know he just he got a great vibe I, I really enjoy watching him I'm hope I'm hoping that we get to see them sooner than later yeah, me sure. too
0: last one Cardell thanks so much for joining us but you got any details on the book you got a title uh when, when is it going to be out
2: ah oh, man you guys are waiting hey
0: you you you, you guys ever listen to
2: you guys <laughs> ever listen to uh this is a great rap group man it's back in the day they from Atlanta called amigos you gotta wait on it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right,
1: Cardale,
0: you ask, am I in the book or not I need to know just wait on it all right so so we got a book we got a book coming at some point folks we'll uh, i'm sure that'll buckeye nation will will gobble that up man it's gonna do best it's gonna do big numbers in columbus i can promise you that if it's about that it's about those uh that 2014 season
2: appreciate it yeah look y'all hey yeah, everybody about to have their affairs and, radio, uh, affairs and adjusted and stuff like that. Y'all about have them in order. Wait,
1: wait, wait a minute. Can I ask, are you going to end it with let them, letting the world know about the epic thing that you did at the end of the 2015 season? Oh, what Columbus it. is waiting oh,
2: on? stop it, Titus.
1: Come on now. Columbus need it. They need another one. It'll never happen again. Oh, my God.
2: We're still looking for people. We're still looking for people for that party. <laughs> Tyvis talking about, you know, the biggest banger of the year, yeah, of the world. Yeah, we, we had a party in the last couple of days in our, our college apartment, man. And it was, it was crazy. So was this, in,
0: <laughs> was, was this in 15 or 14? It was actually it, technically uh,
2: 16 times. Cause we had I'm about to say, technically, yeah, yeah, it was 16. We was back from training for the draft to get ready for the combine and everything like that. And, you know, our lease was up pro- pretty soon in our apartment and you know we kept our apartment spotless <laughs> We're always, we always had to go out with, yeah, a bang. We went out with a
0: bang good to hear man I'm sure it was an epic night hey Cardell thanks so much for joining us man you really got this uh this first episode off uh to a roaring start for us and uh best of luck and we'll look forward to your book whenever that pops out appreciate it man guys thanks for having me all right take care buddy as an Ohio State football player, Tybus spent a huge chunk of his life at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Every week, he's going to share one funny, strange, or otherwise noteworthy experience from his time at the WAC. Tybus, <laughs> what do you have for us this week? Uh, well, this week,
1: for the first story, So this was, I would say, this had to be my red shirt freshman year. So not, my, not the year that I red shirted, but the year that I actually played, so the 2013 season. And <laughs> I don't know why, but like I, I was in the locker room, okay. And you know, people do people do crazy things. There's a lot of stuff that go on in the locker room. You just be like, like sometimes it'd be funny, sometimes people be like, what are you doing? type thing. So this is one of them like, what is going on? Like what are we really doing here moment? So I'm in there, right? And it's it's Thursday. So you know on Thursdays at Ohio State, it's kind of like the uh, it's the quick practice, it's like 12 period practice, it's real quick and then you like go in and the coaches have like cookies and snacks and stuff for you to
0: eat and you had, like a
1: family dinner. So anyway, every Thursday we would go to the practice. Well, right before we go to practice.
0: Well, hey, hold on. How was that family dinner? Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh,
1: it was like, you know, they get a catered meal. So it's like, you know, Mitchell Steakhouse or something like that. So some, some some fancy restaurant comes and, and caters and you you eat with the coaches family. Like they bring okay. their wives and kids up there and blah blah blah. So anyway,
0: <laughs> you funny. Sounds, good. It, sounds it was. good. it was. a good time. You know, you, so, oh, yeah. the, some of the coaches' wives is really cool. I know you guys had good food, but I didn't know. I did not know you were getting Mitchell's Steakhouse. That's a yeah. You, every
1: now and then, you know, you know it was a bone every now and then. You know. Right, depending on right. how good we've been, you know, depending on how good we beat the team the week before,
0: <laughs> <laughs> What you they get hot dogs for losses, is that it? Hot dogs I think that candy? is what we had actually.
1: <laughs> 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 but anyway, so we sit in the locker room and this song comes on by Rihanna uh, with the "We Found Love" in the "Hopeless Place" song, uh, and you know. People put play crazy music all the time, so you know the music come on. I'm just like, what? What in the world are we doing here, right? Like you you're looking at your phone, and out of nowhere, you just see this dude come running through the through the locker room dancing naked. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is this, bro? Why are you doing this? His response. Oh his response is, every time I do this, we win the game i was sitting there. I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, oh my god. At the, and at the time, I think we was we was because we had the twelve of those season, and in that year, we didn't lose a game in the season. So it worked. It was working, that's the crazy thing. Now it was like it was like his routine. So every Thursday, yeah. I would left to, like. I, it was to the point where I, you know what I did. I just started getting dressed fast and leave because I didn't. I wanted to. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I wanted to. Like he was in there by himself by the end of the year, guaranteed.
0: <laughs> just buck naked, yeah, getting butt on. naked,
1: just dancing, just running around in the locker room dancing. I'm like, this dude, crazy man. But hey, you know that's what your superstition is. Everybody getting ready for a game differently, and that that's what he did to do to put to work. It was working, so <laughs> I can't. I can't really. I can't be mad at the guy.
0: No, I don't. We don't want to name him. I ain't gonna name him. He, <laughs> he know if
1: he, you know what? He checked his podcast. He know who it is.
0: Was he a starter? Can you give us that? He was a starter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he sure okay. was. All right, all right. So that's good enough. I know, now a, we lot, I know get... a lot of
1: people go guess. Something, man. <laughs> you, it would, It sounded like <laughs> something somebody would do,
0: but it ain't him. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not Cardell. No, no, no <laughs>
1: Cardell would never do that.
0: <laughs> Uh, what what was the story with the? With, so do you have sound coming out of various lockers? Was there one sound system that? No, we had
1: one big. We had one big speaker. So like, like the sound system is like, in the locker room. So like, you put the, you plug your phone into the big sound system and it play throughout the locker room. And this was, this was the old locker room. This is before we even got the new one. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, every every
0: Thursday, man, I just be like, this man is he weird, man? <laughs> Dude, just weird. He just weird. <laughs> Hey, he's weird, but at the same time, twenty-four straight wins. Oh, you know what? Are you what are you gonna do? And right?
1: then I think when we lost, I think he actually says, "Cause I ain't do we found love Thursdays." Then I'm just like, "Bro, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: bro, hey, bro you... Now what? What happens? Who got? Who? How did you settle? Who got to play the music? Was there like uh whoever got an whoever
1: got to the core first?
0: <laughs> okay, okay, all right. That makes sense. All right, easier than I thought. Um. And were there ever any like uh, any any people up in arms about bad music? Like, did, did the, the old lineman try to put some country on? And every now and then,
1: we you know what we let him get the chord every now and then. <laughs> you know what? There was a couple of them country songs that wasn't even that bad, man. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's got a nice little vibe to it. <laughs> I,
0: I feel you, man. I feel like I went to Nashville one weekend with some friends, and man, I was I was I was bopping to some country that whole weekend. I was like, I can do, I can do it for a weekend. I went I to country
1: be- fest like uh, two years. Was that last year? But- Maybe last year or two years ago, I went with Josh and it was it wasn't bad, man. I was like, okay. I had the yeah. little cutoff, the cutoff button down with the cowboy boots. Boy, I look looking good. I was looking good.
0: <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have to get a picture of that. I don't know if we do or not. We oh, I got one. it's on Twitter. <laughs> it's on Twitter. I'm gonna have to dig that up, man. That's uh that's amazing we promise to roast Michigan once a week, every week, for as long as we continue (laughs) to do this. It's going to be easy, right? You know what?
1: They're, they're a
0: very easy target. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things to to go off on. I mean, earlier in the summer or a few weeks ago, we found out that, did you see that where Jim Harbaugh lost a five-star offensive tackle because it was right after he'd signed the Jordan deal or Michigan had signed the Jordan deal. And uh, he goes, he goes on a home visit to this guy and he won't take off his cleats. And the guy and his family are like, hey, we got new hardwood floors. Can you take your cleats off? And he's like, nope, I'm going to keep my cleats on. And uh lost that guy's commitment. So uh, so, so, he,
1: so let me get this right. Because <laughs> I didn't know nothing about you. <laughs> so you telling me you drive or fly all the way to somebody's house to recruit you, and they ask you to do something. So you can't show them the respect that they house by taking off some cleats. <sighs> What are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing, man? Like, they they do it to themselves. (laughs) And people wonder why I say they just make poor life decisions by going there. Because they – look. Look what I'm saying. This is the same dude that every year they get hyped up to be this big and bad team. They ain't ain't did a thing. Now, listen, I don't think they won – they might have won one bowl game, I believe. I'm not really sure. I can't really quote. I don't even think they did. But anyways – Every year, they get voted in the top 25, pretty high, too. Like, they be, like, top 10, and I don't understand why. Like, I thought that to get up there, it's like you had to earn that. Like, you had to show promise the season before. But, like, they, it's the same story every year. Like, and then this man, this man that went what? oh in five or oh and four, and this man still got his job. <laughs> like, dude, come on, man! <laughs> like, come on! And they did, they did took our coaches. We took their coaches. I I, I, it's, I was against the taking their coaches part, but hey, I, I understand why they wanted to leave, and they probably would never go back. I wouldn't go
0: back. oh no. w- would you? Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> would never go back. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, so you know. I, I I was gonna make a Browns joke, but I didn't want to get you fired up. Are you a Browns fan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. a layoff Browns. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I figured you might be. I know that's front thing. Don't the do yeah, Don't
1: don't do the Browns like that. All, All right. The Browns, the Browns might. They, they 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 might now. They might do something spectacular. One one of these years. They get they got the pieces, man. Last year I wanted to blame it on the coaching, but they yeah, I will. I, I think they're gonna do well this year. We'll see. I hope so. We'll see.
0: But, yeah, that, that five-star was uh, Isaiah uh, Wilson, I believe. Is a, yeah, Isaiah Wilson. So, what did he, he commit to? He ended up going to Georgia, and then he went in the first round, the NFL draft, the 2020 draft. But, uh, oh. yeah, he said, well, he he t- said Harbaugh, he right. Harbaugh would not – Yeah, Harbaugh <laughs> wouldn't take his – He said he was ready to go to Michigan – but Harbaugh would not take his cleats off and, on the official. And how
1: about that? He left, he, he changed his mind, and now he's the first round pick. You see that? It, it's not it's yeah. not by no mistake.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: He's about to ruin his life. He'd have saved his life. <laughs> he,
0: he he made the right call.
1: And you remember Jordan Lewis? Yeah. You know what? I I played with him uh with my little time in Dallas last year in the preseason. He cool dude. Cool. Isn't good. cool dude man. I, I, he
0: made a terrible life decision but cool dude you know? <laughs> well he was from Michigan man you I do understand it if you're from Michigan I, I'll cut you a little slack if you go to the University of Michigan you still shouldn't go, I go to Michigan State before I go there. well <laughs> there, there, yeah there's that but uh Jordan Lewis you know we had a quote a couple of years ago about how Harbaugh used to wear his cleats on the on the private jet too it's like come on dude I guess he was trying to be re- stay ready is that his thing
1: or saying he ready for the game type thing?
0: He he's a weird weird dude. I think that's it. Yeah, but he, uh he
1: a weird dude that take a lot of losses.
0: Yeah, he does. Let's do this this first uh going for 3 in style. What Wolverine player did you enjoy competing against the most and why? Uh, competing against I thought like, that.
1: You? you know what? The, the one that I liked, I actually, cause all they all stink. But the one, <laughs> the one that kind of got me like excited a little bit was I. I got the assignment to go against Jake Butt my last year. He, Ohio yeah, kid, yeah, too. you know Ohio kid. Uh, they was like, my coach was like, Tyus, putting the game in your hands. The whole state <laughs> of Ohio is in your hands. I need you to check this tight end and shut him down. Blah blah blah. It's like, you do that, we'll win this game. And I'm sitting there like, you you go, don't do that for me now. <laughs> no, you, you,
0: we blow them out. We <laughs> blow them out. <laughs> was that was that was that Combs that said that? No, nah, this is Coach
1: Ash that said that.
0: Oh, you, you, you messing with the right one.
1: <laughs> you got the right <laughs> one, you think. So I went out there. And I, I we ended up. I think that was my was that my last year we played them? Yeah, we blew them out, sure did <laughs> So I guess he was right. But yeah, I liked him because he was actually he was he was pretty good. He was actually a pretty pretty good player. So I was yeah I was excited to go against a good tight end because all year I he, didn't really see too many good ones.
0: No, no, you'd figure you'd see more in the Big Ten, right? right. But I guess you and didn't. I guess you, and we, you didn't, have, we didn't
1: play Iowa, so that, that plus the yeah, That's
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you'd have had like eight of them out there. You could have you could have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, no? You have what five pair of gold pants? No, I got four.
1: Four. I didn't play my red shirt senior year. I was I was out of there.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You left early. Left early. Left a little bit early. Well, on time, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> I'd say on time, right when, when I needed to. Going to go actually make some real money instead of, uh, you know, the stipend. I, I don't blame you well, there. Not, like
1: but, I say, nowadays they, they, they about to live a life when they get, to get paid for their life. Oh,
0: you, you can bet, man. They're going to be like punter night at the outer end. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Man, they're going to be like, I ain't never – I'm playing all five years. I ain't you know, trying to leave. I'm not even joking here. Like, if, if you were at OSU when they when they approve the name, image, likeness stuff, I would reach out to you and say, Tyvus – can you give us some shout outs on Twitter for our t-shirts and you would make some easy cash. Now, there are going to be a lot of players that are, be, they'll be doing, I mean, sure. The Justin Fields will be getting car dealership deals, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of guys will be doing Twitter shout outs for good money. I, sure. you, you wait and see, Pretty you sure. know, I mean, Hey, whatever helps. Hey buddy, I had a blast, man. This is a lot of fun for a first episode. And I want to thank uh, listeners for tuning in. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. You brought a lot to it and. I'm excited for more of these.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see how this goes on from week to week, you know?
0: Yep, we are No Cap. Check back for new episodes every Friday on 11warriors.com, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at No Cap All Pod.